Hello and welcome to the podcast. I really hope you enjoy listening. The purpose of this podcast is to give you an in-the-room experience as I chat with the leaders of our church here at Vineyard and also other people in the future as we discuss what we feel God's saying and what we see in the future of our church. I'd really like you all to be on the same page as we march into the future together. Good things ahead. Enjoy yourselves. So here I am with Joel. G'day. And with the captain. How you going? How are you, mate? That's good. Now, for our listeners, we just um, welcome, obviously, to the very first podcast. Our Yeah, number one. Number one, baby. Season one, episode one, I suppose. It's a privilege. The question is, will there be an episode two? I'm hoping there will be. I think there will be. It depends if anybody wants to come and have a talk with me, I suppose. It all depends on how you guys go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we might not get any other return listeners. Straight off the bat. Yep. Yeah, you never know. So, Joel. Yes. Johnny. Yeah. We need to also acknowledge the producer. And um, for those of you listening, our producer, Luke the Duke, a.k.a. Lord Hamilton, is with us. And he has – what have you done, Luke? Just grab a mic. You've just finished a course in what? Uh, audio engineering. Audio engineering. So you yeah. are doing what you just learned how to do. Exactly. Yeah, I just finished my bachelor. Where, how long ago did you finish? Oh, about two weeks ago. I think I did my, handed my last assignment in two weeks ago or something like that. Two weeks ago you finished. Yeah. Studying for how long? Uh, it was a two-year course. So you did two years studying audio engineering, mm-hmm. just perfectly timed to start audio engineering our podcast. Exactly. It was almost like it was meant to happen. Almost. It was (laughs) almost perfect. Yes, wonderful. Thanks, Luke. Well, appreciate you being here. All right, so we're going to – we're gonna. I just want to chat to you guys as our first podcast. To start with, I think we should probably address the whole name thing. Mm -hmm. We – well, Joel, we tried and tried and tried. And failed and tried and – I don't know if we failed. We came up with a lot of names – that didn't work. Um, I think there's a there's a method in that madness. But Johnny, what was your favourite name that didn't work yesterday? Should I say it? We'll if you to want to, e next <laughs> to this podcast. If you do, <laughs> okay. Yes. Don't say the one that can be um, accidentally googled and put people under really really bad places. Oh, that's the one that I like. Oh, do you like that one? Yeah, okay, like that one. all right. <laughs> Have your finger ready on the. That's right. We're going to have to edit it. Where's the bleep button? Do we have a bleep button? No, uh, we don't have a bleep button. What button always, do we have? Yeah. You can always put that in the way. <laughs> Wait, go, go again. Go that again. can be a bleep button. China. <laughs> I like that. That's my favourite little little uh, word for the day, I think. We're going to get old. We're going to have to have a next one for the next podcast. So we came up with a few names and to be honest, some of them were fine. Some of them needed too much explaining. Some of them were so boring. Some of them were a little bit Christianese, to be honest, and uh, I'd really like to have a, um, a name that's not Christianese, that's kind of just cool, easily remembered or, or catchy. But, um, I mean, my favourite, apart from the one that was obviously maybe, um, it wasn't rude, but it sounded rude. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do that one. It, got, it gave us a bit of a laugh, I suppose, but I actually really did like... Dan and Friends. Oh, I was going to say Dan and Friends. Welcome uh, uh, to Dan and Friends. I reckon that would that. Yeah, but Joel, you're not a fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my favourite. Yeah. Okay. Or right, I won't tell you what Joel said about it. But yeah, 
basically it um yeah you weren't a big fan at all were you no so anyway what we're going to do what we decided to do was um we've listed the name luke luke said um uh, lord hamilton i should say he said we can just put a temporary name uh, until we come up with a name and i'm like well that's it that's that is the name we're going to call it temporary name and you can find our podcast under temporary name and um for now so we're going to run a competition is that right joel yes now listen you've been a kids pastor are used to doing games having prizes all that sort of stuff did you rack your brain about um a kind of prize for for the winning name we're going to get people to write in their suggestions for a name for the podcast um but we do want to offer a prize yeah. sure what about a like an itunes voucher or something podcast itunes oh you asking me Mm, I, I don't. Yeah, I didn't rack my brain, but that just came to well, me. Well, why don't we just tell everybody there will be a prize? That's a Joel's yet to think of it. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, Johnny, you do youth. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny's our youth pastor here, by the way. Uh, actually, probably should intro that a little bit better. Johnny, you're our youth pastor here at Vineyard Church. Joel, you are the children's pastor. You and your wife Laura mm-hmm. um, uh, run our children's ministry, and Johnny has been running the youth ministry all of what just this year. Uh, I was, I was, I was, I was half a term into running youth ministry when, when COVID hit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> youth ministries took on a whole oh, yeah. new definition like oh, everything yeah. else. So fun times, Johnny, thrown in the deep end. Absolutely. But um, anyway, listen, back to the name. If you're listening to this uh, and, and we still haven't come up with a name yet, it's still listed as temporary name. Then um, if you've got a great name for the podcast, Shoot it in. How do you shoot it in? Well, I'll give you two options. You can email hello at vineyardchurch.com.au. That's Vineyard Church, all one word. That's just the um, like the info info email on our website, Vineyard Church website, which is vineyardchurch.com.au. If you know my mobile number, you can text it straight to me. If you don't know my mobile, um, I I won't give it out on podcast. Probably not. Yes, Joel's shaking his head. Don't do that, Dan. All right, I won't give out my number, but if you've already got my number, if you're if you're part of Vineyard Church and you got my number there, text me your suggestions. Um, in all seriousness, proper suggestions. Uh, I would really like not to. Oh, go thumb, go ahead. No, no, scrolling. give me all your crazy names as, that you can, because mm. uh, there is a prize, and you just never know. We might just pick your name, so that would be that'd be a lot of fun. Mm. So anyway, that's happening. Sweet. Joel, thanks for being my guest. I You're think um, I think you guys are, are, are honoured to yeah. be the first guest on the new podcast show. Totally. But I did want to ask you some questions. Being Kids Church pastor, let's just, um, I guess, start with the, with where you're at. You're a dad, became yes. a COVID dad. Yeah, COVID baby. How's yeah. that going? It's going great. Sleepless nights, but very rewarding. What's your biggest takeaway lesson? since becoming a dad that you just did not know until Ooh. they popped into the world? I learned about tsunamis, which is like poo explosion that can happen. Tsunamis. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got three kids and I haven't heard that one before. Oh, okay. I'm sure you've thing. probably seen it. A poonami. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. It's okay. one that it like shoots out the side if it's not. The nappy's not done properly. Okay. Yeah. A tsunami. Yeah. That's funny. It's rough. Yeah. It's funny. 
they're probably not exclusive to babies, I would imagine, <laughs> depending, on, depending on your diet and yeah. condition, I suppose. Sure. A punami. I'm going to use that. That's yeah, going to come yeah, out yeah. later on. Oh, We've it got comes actually, out. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Joel. So, um, yeah, you're, you're a dad. How's mum going? How's bub going? Yeah, mum's great. Uh, probably the second thing would be a whole new appreciation for her and all women really. You're just like, oh, geez. Everyone walking around here went through a birth and their mother went through, sorry, giving birth to them. So it's pretty intense. But she's doing well. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, she's probably sleeping less than I am. Um, but yeah, she's loving being a mum, enjoying it. That's good. It does give you a new appreciation for the, for the strength of the fairer sex, I've got to tell you. Mm. Um, but yeah. Oh, that's good, Joe. You've got a great lady there too. She does a marvellous job ministering how she does and um, – I'm sure being a mum will be something that you'll just uh, yeah, smash. Yeah, sure. Which is good. And Johnny. Yo. What's what's COVID brought your life on a personal level, mate? Oh, uh, you know what? On a personal level, um, I think I've actually really enjoyed it because I've been able to, you know, get deeper with God personally um, and, you know, actually look at it from that one-on-one point of view. Because, I mean, the reality is when church as a Sunday stopped, you could either do one of two things. You could either just go, eh, whatever, and just float around, mm. or you could actually take into your own hands that uh, stewarding of that personal relationship and, and actually grow deep. And it's been amazing. And what, what did you do? What I, well, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> I'm still running the youth. I haven't, you know, I, you know. You didn't give up. No, I, I didn't. Good, I didn't. Good, but it wasn't. Good to yeah, know. that's right. That's I the didn't. sure sign of going deeper. If you're still here, then. That's right. That's, yes, that's a good sign. You've gone very <laughs> deep. Right. You let yep. me in, in the room and on this microphone. It's the mark of champions. <laughs> that's it. I'm still here. Just turning up. <laughs> Just hang on. No. Uh, you know what, Johnny? I actually think there's a part of all of us that are still here that feel a little bit like that. It's been a wild ride. There is mm-hmm. no question that this coronavirus experience that has been um, forced upon us has been just crazy. It's been tumultuous in almost every single way. So, yeah, totally. you're right there, Johnny. Um, actually, I'm going to jump back again. Before I ask you a question again, Joel, because um, we get into some deep stuff, we get into – conversing a little bit but before I start conversing on a deeper level with you guys I think I think we should probably give a little bit of purpose to the podcast mm-hmm. because yep. I did want to start this with a purpose and uh, shout out to Steve Waters who came to me about a year ago and said you know what Dan he goes you know what Dan he goes I, I reckon you should do a podcast yeah, it's a really great way to, you know, communicate and everyone's listening to them now and I've been doing one and I think they're really good. And uh, I said, oh, okay, oh, I'll think about it. And to be honest, I, I didn't think about it too much because I kind of already settled that me and social media don't mix and I'm not going to do that thing and I don't believe we need to put all of our eggs in the online basket. I, I mm. firmly believe that the church mm. is a body of people who relate. That There's got mm. to be the one-on-one communication. I know that cops a little bit of pushback with, oh, hey, the world's online, everyone's going online, it's just how you do things these days. I mean, nobody meets a girl in a bar anymore. So it's all on, you know, internet dating and no, no one no one 
Well, the fact that nobody talks face-to-face anymore, number one, isn't true. And number two, I think, uh, to our detriment, that will continue. We, mm. Humanity craves that social interaction. Even totally. from a scientific point of view, you go, our heartbeat has, has an electromagnetic field uh, that, that can be registered by other hearts. Mm. And when you're online, the truth of the matter is I can have a thousand friends on social media and still cry myself to sleep alone every night. Mm. It, there's, there's something about physical interaction that we've we've been created to experience. And so I was like, podcast, yeah, great, but we're a relational church. And anyway, cut a long story short, thank you, Steve, because you planted a seed and it was only a couple of weeks ago I thought, I think think we should do a podcast. Mm. But the reason I thought I think we should do a podcast wasn't because I came around to the conclusion that Steve was right and we wanted to do everything online. I actually was sitting here. It was actually one of the meetings you guys were in, you two boys were there and we're chatting and, it was one of the many chats that we've had as um, an associate team trying to navigate through COVID. Everyone's trying to do the best that they can do. Everybody's making mistakes. We're all running into negativity everywhere. But we're having these conversations such as, man, what do, what do we feel that the Holy Spirit's saying in this season? Mm. Or what has God spoken to you about? Or what does leadership look like in this new way of doing things? And what does this new way of doing things uh, what what part of it's from God? What part of it do we think um, is is an attack of the enemy? Um, uh, one of the pastors on state conference said um, brilliantly uh, last Saturday. He said we, we we've got to navigate through this season by number one, figuring out what we need to hold on to, what we need to let go of, and what we need to do differently. Mm. And it's not an easy journey. But so us as as leaders. And to be honest, very fresh, relatively inexperienced leaders. Yep. I think we, I put my hand up for that one. Where I've only been the senior pastor for two years, taken on from from my dad. So as relatively inexperienced leaders, being thrown into this whole new thing and it's chaotic. Mm. We've had some incredibly good conversations, and we've been able to hear through coronavirus a clearer level of what the Holy Spirit's actually trying to do without the model of how we do church clouding our thinking mm. yeah. it's like a it's like the reset button on our on our thinking when it comes to the kingdom and it comes to discipleship and so we've had some great conversations and i was sitting there you guys were there and i just thought you know i just wish everybody in our church could be in this room right now yeah because there's such good stuff being spoken and to be honest it's in, it's almost impossible to try and relate all of this stuff that we've been talking about, discussing and pondering on, it's almost impossible to do a 30-minute sermon on a Sunday. Mm. Um, it's this very inefficient way of communicating everyone. I thought this is an efficient way. People are listening to podcasts. We can put it out there. Our, our congregation and anybody, to be honest, can listen in their own time but feel like they're quite literally a fly on the wall mm. in the room to some really, really in-depth conversations about where we feel the church is going. So I just wanted our church to feel like they're a part of it. I would, I'd like them to hear my heart. I'd like them to hear the heart of the leaders because um, there's a lot of negativity that gets um, thrown about everywhere. And and, and uh, to be honest, God's kingdom isn't a negative kingdom. It's not a pessimistic kingdom. It's always going to be on the up and up. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's why I want to do the podcast. So maybe that'll help. With choosing a name is actually hearing hearing a little bit about what it's for. So mm. it's that fly on the wall experience. 
in the room. These are things we're talking about and we'd like you to be included. So um, we're going to get better at it. This is our first one, obviously. It's probably going to be a little bit scratchy, to be honest. Mm-hmm. might be a little bit, um, I don't know, we'll ease into it. But you guys still there? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all yeah right. I'm okay. Just is, sorry. Some, just sometimes I have a habit of going to sleep when I when I when I rant a bit. So, <laughs> goes good. Nah, it's oh, good. I've got one for it's that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the, yeah, okay. The audience that we've got. I've got a new toy and it's got little sample buttons and I can't remember what they all do. Do you want to hear them? Yes. Yeah. All right. The purple button. Oh, that's when Joel tells a joke. <laughs> uh, you are fake news. Oh, we've got fake news. Yeah, all right. That's uh, and, ooh, oh, the game yeah, show. Yeah, that's the game show tune. Game show. China. Oh, China. <laughs> China. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's when that's for when segment. that's when Johnny tells one of his mystic stories. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that, that'll be for when I tell a joke, and uh-huh. we'll save that for inappropriate moments. So that's all, Luke. The Duke, we uh, we could probably do with a few more different tunes. So, as as production manager, as head of production, I as guess is what we called you. Um, we might find uh, we might find some more little tones, but they're they're pretty cringy actually. I don't think we'll make a make a habit of that. But um, anyway, it's a new toy, so nice. yeah, you, you've got to have a play when it, with a new toy. You've got to get it out and see what it can do. Mm. So anyway, let's let's uh, Joel. I'd like to start with you again, mate. Again, conversations about where we're at, where we're up to. Coronavirus came along um, in March and quite literally the curtain was drawn on Sunday church overnight. Just we're doing church one week and then we're not, just like that. How did that affect you in kids' ministry? Tell me, like, I can't imagine to be like, awesome. I get every Sunday off now till for whenever. Yeah, well, there was definitely mixed emotions. At first you were sort of like, because I remember the, the, the talk of the town then being like, oh, you know, this thing will be over. And don't worry, everything will go back to normal. I that's right. I was hearing that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, three, three weeks. weeks. Three weeks. Oh, three yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah. It'll, It'll be, be done before Easter. Easter. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. I heard. I couldn't tell you how many times I heard it'd be done before Easter. But anyway, yeah. yeah. yeah so <laughs> I might have even said it myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there wasn't a lot going on except for, oh, okay, you get, you know, free Sunday now. Okay. Um, and then as it went on, it progressed. I remember hearing then, you know, September, it'll all, this thing will all be low over. No one will mm. really remember. It would be mm. that blip in the year that, um, something to add on to 2020, uh, but then it kept going. So I think um, just kept going. It just was 2020. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's it. Um, and as it went on, I think from this room, even we were sort of discussing about how uh, we need to shift from uh, the focus being on the children's pastors or the kids' leaders to uh, train children in the way they should go or, or teach them about God. Mm. And more now, I think our role is to equip parents to do that. So um, because we can't have kids' church like it was before, I think, mm. um, yeah, we're trying to make that shift. That's actually a good point. I, I remember talking to you about that earlier on yeah. in the year. Um, the, the Yeah, your, your role came from actually, all right, every Sunday teaching kids Bible stories, praying with them, helping them in their own walk with Jesus and, mm. you know, making church fun for them changed to well, we've got all this material that parents can now use. So you've got to build it out online. People can access stuff. Yep, emailing email, it out. Email it out to them. And I've got to tell you, from from my perspective as a parent, one thing that was, um, I guess, came really evident to me was 
just how much I had personally relied on you and your team teaching my children the Bible. I'd say, what'd you learn at Sunday school today? What'd you learn at kids' church today? They'd tell me, oh, I learned this, learned that, I learned David and Goliath, I learned about Jonah, you know, I learned about you know, Jesus and Lazarus and, oh, that's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. When that all stopped, I realised, oh, wow. I, <laughs> as a parent teaching my children the Word of God, oh, wow, I could, I, that was one of the huge... I guess, holes, flaws in the way I was living and raising the family that for me was like, okay, I could probably change this because I've been abdicating my role as a parent over to you, Joel. And um, whilst you did a brilliant job, by the way, my kids know heaps of Bible stories thanks to you. And I, I know that my part of my Bible knowledge was growing up in Sunday school. So there's definitely a, a role for it. Mm. But the, 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 the lack of biblical input that I was giving my own children was so evident. So that was one thing that I decided to change. I said, okay, from now on I'm not going to make it a, a religious thing that all the kids have to rock up to every you know Friday night dinner or whatever, but I made it consistent that around the dinner table I'd read a Bible verse, I'd talk about Jesus, I'd, I'd bring some context to their life and what, and what God has to say in situations and, but actually just teach, start teaching them the Bible what the Bible says praying with them more often. And um, so for me that was a good thing but a, a, a big pivot for you. Sure. And, um, yeah, I guess a, a realisation. That's something COVID did quite a lot of. Um, a lot of revealing. A lot of revealing, exactly. It's like, oh, wow, there's, some, there's a few holes in how we do life that we've lent on Sunday as, as um, taking the place of what every believer has actually been called to do in their walk with, with the Lord. Mm. So, yeah, but you've done a good job, Joel. I want to encourage you in how you've been able to pivot. Obviously, you go, well, there's not much to do, but there's also been a lot of people, what would you call it, reassessing their life and their role and mm-hmm. how they serve or what yep. they serve on. Yep. How did it go with your team? What's been the, the case with your team? Um, yeah, Without, without yeah, throwing anybody under the bus, of course. Sure. It's been a lot of that because you're right. It's been a journey for everyone, a lot of revealing. Um, everyone's had their individual... Um, experience of COVID and what it meant for them, what it meant for their family, what it meant for um, what ministry looked like, how they viewed ministry, like so much to it. Um, But, yeah, I think um, everyone's got their story, everyone's got um, their experience of what happened and, uh, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying about how a big difference and shift had to happen. Um, I've had, speaking to a parent like last week or the week before, just about how, how would you speak to your how do I teach my kids about worship now? Like it was mm. just something that yeah. they wouldn't have really had to think about because mm. it got sorted on a Sunday. But now exactly. it's like, well, what does that look like? You know, I don't stand in my living room often worshiping. That's just not how it looks for me. So mm. how, do, how do I teach my kids through that? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, on that note, Joel, to, to jump in, I was talking with Danny Guglamucci a couple of weeks ago. Matter of fact, he, I wouldn't mind interviewing him for one of our podcasts. I think that would be, that would be very good uh, for everybody. But I was talking with him on the phone, just catching up, and he, one thing that he said, and it wasn't my thought, I'd never actually consciously thought of it, but he said it, and it sort of took me by surprise, but again, dwelling on it, I'm, I'm thinking, he's, he's got a very strong point there. He said, that, he said one of the issues with the way that we worship with a, with a Sunday-centric model is that we, we've actually unintentionally taught people that worship is singing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Totally. And you know what Danny said, and this is not my quote, so don't uh, don't praise me or blame me. 
But this, this is what Danny said to me. He said, worship is not singing. So worship is sacrifice. I thought, wow, that he's, he's right. Worship totally. has always been sacrifice, whether it be modelled to, you know, sacrificing animals or bringing a gift, something that costs you as, a, as an act of worship. You, you are my Lord. You are my God. The, the sacrifice of praise is where we get our singing from. But, yeah, worship is so much deeper than a session of songs where we feel good about God for a little bit. It's, it's actually our life. And, um, and yeah, you're right. How do I teach my kid about worship? Well, what is worship? Do, do we stand in our living room and lift our hands like we do on Sunday? Because like, I don't know about you guys, but I don't do that. I feel awkward doing that. Yeah, I feel awkward doing that too. <laughs> I usually just go for a walk. I look yeah, at the sky. Right. I worship when I look at the sky and the stars. I, I try and make a habit of walking out of my backyard, like the hill in my backyard and just watching the sunset. And I, every sunset, it doesn't matter what sort of sunset, I, it just sends me into worship. Yeah, I was surfing the other day. Same sort of thing. I was just surfing and I was yeah. just sitting on the board mm-hmm. watching the watching the waves and looking at the sky and I saw like this butterfly just floating above me. Mm. And it reminded me of that scripture where, where it was in Genesis where it says, and the spirit hovered above the waters. Yeah, cool. I just remembered that and instantly just went into a mode of just going, oh, thank you, Jesus. Like mm. this is just, yeah, man, you're so good, you know. It's always good to be in the water. Oh, totally. Fishing the other day, Johnny, and I, I caught a fish. I caught a trout on a, on a fly that I'd tied and it had been a long, long time. And, yeah, it, it, it sent me into just ecstatic Praises. I just couldn't wipe the smile. I'm just going, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He blesses me so much. I've caught a f- like literally, I've caught a fish. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, it's, yeah. it's the little things, but nature yeah. and, but, but even that itself, that's feeling really good about God. Mm. But worship is far deeper than, far deeper than a feeling. And uh, we have, we have, I guess, focused on feeling. Nothing wrong with feelings. Feelings mm. are great. But, um, but worship is sacrifice, turns it into, now, this is my lifestyle. I honor him with all I am. Yeah. And um, yeah, teaching our children that, that's actually teaching our children worship. For sure. And so, yeah, a lot of questions like these are coming yeah. up. And kids will so, watch your lifestyle, watch how and see worship through that for sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Exactly right. Johnny, mm. we'll just go into youth for a bit. Yeah. Youth has been, youth has been through just as much turmoil as the rest of the church with, mm. I guess, how you're gathering, how mm. the young people are connecting and what ministry looks like. Tell us a little bit about what you're actually doing with the young people now because I've had a few people say, so what's going on with the youth? And I've said, mm. well, I know what I've told Johnny. <laughs> I've got to, you know, but I don't, yeah, like a lot of things, I don't know. Yeah, that's so, cool. But I know you're doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. why don't you fill us in on what you've been doing? Yeah, well, um, you know, it's funny because for a little while we had to obviously shut down completely. Um, but, yeah, been a, been a crazy, crazy sort of year. Actually, it started before COVID for us as a youth ministry. We had a youth summer camp in January, uh, which was cancelled uh, due to the bushfires. And so we had to – something that usually takes us about four or five months to plan – Within a week, we had to figure out everything. Mm. Yeah, that's right. You can't <laughs> everything. Like totally act everything. So it? that's how the year started for us as it youth was pastors. Chaos before COVID. Yeah, but but for us, that's what I mean. So it was like 
the first thing that I ever did with was with a youth as a youth pastor officially yeah. Yeah. was summer camp. Yeah, and everything had to be done from scratch. I was on holidays when I heard the place was cancelled, and I was like, "Oh, mm. far mm. out, man!" So I, I literally, you know, I just had to had just go with it. You know, did you try and find someone to blame? China. Uh, <laughs> There's always someone right. to blame with oh, catastrophe. Always. Yeah, totally, totally. No, 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 no. I, um, <laughs> you know, I, here's the thing. I, my personality, um, when the fires came and when COVID came, this might sound a little bit weird, but I, um, I don't like too much process. I don't like too much same old, same old. I get bored. If anything, if it is same old, you can ask my wife. I'll, I'll try and throw a spanner into the works just to. Create a bit of chaos so you I can prefer actually, chaos. I love exactly. it. I love. I love that, chaos. That does that, but that's a personality thing. I got to admit, Johnny, and I think we've had discussions about this. I'm not sure, but as a, as a youth pastor, preferring chaos over order doesn't make parents feel that comfortable. Yeah, no, I agree. So, it, I guess what I'm saying is, I I appreciate the fact that you love chaos. Matter of fact, I think you were born for this season of youth leadership because we've had nothing but chaos and you've been able to deal with it. But intentionally creating chaos, what have you done? Let me t- Have you done anything in your interactions with the young people, with, with parents or whatever to, to help them, I guess, feel assured that when they drop their kids off into your hands that they're not going to come back with missing teeth and broken teeth? Oh, and- yeah, listen, don't, don't worry. I've um, When I mean chaos, I don't mean like, you know, throwing their kid off a bridge or anything. Okay. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, I that's would That's what rather... we used to do when I was a youth leader. <laughs> yeah, that's too. right. That's right. Uh, no, when I'm in chaos, you know, obviously I love and care for our youth. They're amazing. Mm. They're really, really amazing. Um, especially, you know, when you get to know them all on an individual level, you get to know their heart, their passion. Uh, it's just incredible. And, you know, I really care for these kids. So it's not like, you know, I definitely don't want to put them in harm's way. So I wasn't referring to that. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, I, if that's a, I know but, that. Um, I know that. It's it's um. No, I was kind of <laughs> kind of playing around a bit. But uh, so so what are you actually doing? You, you're meeting again? Yes. Yeah, we've started meeting again. Every um, we've started meeting every Friday. Every Friday. We're actually, is it COVID safe? It definitely is COVID safe. It has to be 1.5. We have to sign in. All the games have to be so no wet, no safe. wet willies. No, yeah, no, no soggy bombs. That's right. That's no, right. No, no flicking boogers on the each other. The reality is, when you put all these kids in a room together, you can try and tell them to be as safe as possible, mm-hmm. um, but they end up, you know, being kids. But um, in regards to everything that we do, yeah, that's as it's it has to be straighty one eighty. Um, yeah. So yeah, you, you totally. got you got to play with a pretty straight bat these that's days. Right. That's right. So, and you're doing a good job with that too. Thanks. Matter of fact, I was hoping when I challenged you on what are you doing to make people feel safe, I'd hope <laughs> I'd hope you bring up your wife. Oh safe. yeah, oh, Beck. yeah. Safe oh, Beck, totally. Yep, who exemplifies yeah. being oh, she is careful, super organized, super organized, super thorough, super organized. Doesn't miss a beat. Love it. She's, I love it. She's she's remarkable. That's her. You told me a story totally. the other day, and I'd like you to tell everybody else. Tell us the story about um, what happened to that that the the orange rag. The orange rag. Just like in a, like yeah, n- in a nutshell. nutshell. I'll try and make it as quick as possible. Um, Give us the headlines. The headlines. So I've been learning to hear from God more specifically um, because I actually feel like, you know, we can always grow in that, but I can actually feel like um, 
I needed to hear more specifically. So what I did was uh, my wife and I intentionally started going out into uh, Windsor, the main strip of Windsor, and literally just going into different buildings and listening to what God says or feeling about what God says in certain rooms, Mm -hmm. in certain buildings and whatnot. And it was crazy. And uh, one of the things that I actually saw um, in a vision was the color orange. It was a real specific orange. It was like a bright orange. Mm -hmm. And um, long story short, I was trying to find orange everywhere I went. I mean, there was orange, but nothing really stood out. And I thought, okay, cool, no worries. And then I, it was on a Friday morning. By the time I got to Friday night. Just before we go any further, I interrupt you there because yeah. I can already feel in people's rooms already you've lost them. <laughs> yeah. People have gone. Hang on a sec. Yeah, well, okay, Johnny's a freak. That doesn't happen to me. Can I just preface by saying, we'll just hear your story, Johnny. Okay. But later on, maybe in another podcast, I'll get you back in. To and we might just go a little bit deeper on some real super easy, basic Step by step, this is actually how I've grown and developed hearing the voice of God through mm. visions, impressions, feelings. Because you you do that incredibly well, Thanks. and it's almost like when you go and go to a go to a concert of some incredible. Like you ever seen Tommy Emmanuel play guitar? Oh, he's incredible. You watch him play, and you go, "I'll never be like that." The truth is, maybe you won't. But you can certainly get better than you are by listening and watching and learning what he does. But when you go to see him in concert, it's like so over your head. You think, no, that's out of my league. Mm. But to be honest, he had to start somewhere. And a long time ago, he was probably as good as you if you're <laughs> a fledgling guitarist. Mm. So I think we might get you back in, Johnny, and talk. Yeah. But tell the story. But for those listening, just go, don't feel like, wow, I can never do that. It's actually not true. God speaks to every individual. But you, right. you've you developed and grown in your I guess your ability to hear and be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit yeah. Um, yeah, I've, speaks I've to you and shows you. I've so, so in your in your in your time with God, you just I guess closed your eyes and you saw orange. Yep. Yeah. Well, I saw a bunch of other things as well, like locations, and I just wrote them down. Okay. And here's the thing: um, a lot of it is actually, especially, it, it's all faith based. Mm-hmm. So, in all honesty, I don't know what I'm going to get. Sure. And. That's the part of me that kind of likes chaos. You like it. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> I go, okay, cool. I'm feeling these things. I'm seeing these things in my head. Are they just my imagination or are they God? Well, there's only one way to find out. Yeah, true. So Step out. Yeah, just go for it. Okay. Right? Um, it. Even if it – that doesn't mean you have to start approaching people straight off the bat. Yeah. Like you can work your way up to it. That's fine. Even if it's just going to those locations and just – you know, seeing or noticing things because mm. just the fact that you open yourself up to that, God starts sh- like, he'll start showing you things. Hey, like mm. the slightest little door that opens up yeah. and he'll just be, he'll just be in there showing you all sorts of revelations and things about people and, and, you know, all these. Yeah. So anyway, I was, um, I didn't see anything, you know, that was too orange or what I was looking for specifically. Right. So and you walked around looking for orange, yeah. thinking orange is an opportunity or going to help me somehow realize that God's got a task or an assignment or somebody for me to yep. minister to, pray for, Whatever. bless, encourage, share yep. Jesus with. Yeah. And that's you're just stepping out, going, I've seen yep. orange. I'm looking around all day for orange. That's it. All right. And nothing. That's it. 
Nothing. You didn't see any orange all day? Nothing. Well, nothing that stood out. Nothing stood out. You know what I mean? Because right. you'll see orange. So, so now you, you've told me the story, so I know where this is going. Cool. You did see orange eventually? I did see orange eventually. Where did you see orange? At night, I pulled up at church yeah. and just on the ground in front of the door, there was an orange rag. And I went, oh, like no the, way. Our front door here, the slider guy's uh, side it was door. Actually, it was the side door because I, I just, I start, yeah, yeah. side door. Okay. Because yep. that was the first door I got into. Okay, like, cool. Yeah, cool, side door. Well, something like the cleaners might have dropped a microfiber yeah, rag think, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was exactly that, microfiber rag. All right, so probably um, dropped by the cleaner. Yeah. And but you've I, got orange. Orange. Oh, there it sweet. Is. Yeah, it's okay. It's a sign. Cool, that's something. Yep. You know, because I got nothing all day and I thought, yeah, hey, why not? That's okay. You know, and this was Friday night, you turned up for youth. Friday right? night, turning up for youth. Okay. Whacked the rag in my pocket, walked inside. Went about the rest of the, you know, the rest of the night. Um, put the rag on like a shelf somewhere. Yeah. And um, we got to the end of the Friday night youth, and um, we we're just talking and whatever. And at the end, I remembered because I, sometimes I'm absent-minded, um, so I didn't really remember till the end. And I went, oh wait, orange rag, because I actually, when I picked the rag up, mm-hmm. when I was opening the front door. Yeah. It was like I got this impression that someone's knee, if it was if it was rubbed on their knee, that their knee would get healed. Okay. I thought, all right, okay. Yep. All right. That's that's what I see. I'm just gonna go for it. Yep. Like I said, even so, at this so, point, I don't know if it's my imagination or God. And but you gotta you get go, gotta go to for it. All yeah. right. So I, I'm I'm assuming someone at youth, you go, who's got a bad knee? Yeah, totally. So I was sitting in the circle. Someone there, was, there with a the bad there was, knee? There was only a few. It was only 15 of us that night. Yeah. And um, I said, hey, has anyone got a bad knee? And there was one girl who had a bad knee. She was actually going to go get some surgery on it. I actually can't specifically remember what it is. I probably should have asked her. I just well, thought, oh, we'll get knee. you to follow up with her next Friday. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. So um, anyway, so I was like, well, you know what? This is really weird, but God told me that um, – if we put this orange rag on your knee, it'll get healed, right? Cool. And so I threw the rag and uh, someone grabbed the rag and rubbed their knee with it and, um, you know, lo and behold, the knee, she's sitting there and she's like pulling at it. She said, usually if I touch it right here in this specific spot, it really hurts. Mm. I was like, oh, okay, how about now? And she's poking at it she's like, no, I can't feel anything. So she starts pulling on it and prodding it and stuff and like really – getting in there and she can't feel anything. She stands up and she's like, no, I can't. There's nothing. I just can't. So she was healed. Totally healed. Of the, of the knee thing. Pain well, gone. That's right. Pain gone. Follow up next week Absolutely. and uh, make sure that um, she's still walking in that freedom. Totally. Of pain free. But that's really, really cool. Um, I love hearing stories like that, Johnny. Like, And I know you've got dozens of them. Um, uh, I've got a few. Joel, you probably got, I don't know, you got any here? Uh, you know what? Not it's completion. Under pressure now. You <laughs> got them, you just can't remember them, maybe. Oh, that's it, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's not comparison, it's completion. Ramona has said constantly that the, in the kingdom of God, there is no competition or comparison. That's right. Only completion. So we celebrate. Me and Joel, with hardly any of those freak show crazy miracle stories, we celebrate with you, Johnny, yep. the captain. So your Thank success you. is our success. And we take it and say, awesome. But no, I'm saying that with a smirk on my face because I do sometimes get a little bit jealous. But it's a great, great story. It's good to see that God's still a healing God. Um, despite what um, some people may lean towards these days, God still heals. He still does the miraculous. 
And uh, I'm living testament to God's goodness in the supernatural power in many areas of my life. And uh, that's something that I'll never deny. I'm going to keep on um, believing for the miraculous manifestation of the good news to just keep on flowing and actually get stronger. I think more and more people outside church, they may not, they may not necessarily want church and all of its religious trappings, but I tell you, there is a hunger for supernatural encounter um, um, as strong as it's ever been. I actually personally believe people really want Jesus. Mm. They just don't necessarily think they can get him in the church. That's right. And they're after something that's real, tangible, yeah. powerful. Mm. People want love. I mean the, the Bible even describes Jesus as the desire of the nations. Mm. Which is, maybe they just don't know his name yet, everyone, but they really want him. That's it. Everyone wants a king like Jesus. Absolutely. So, Joel, mm. back to you, mate. What do you what do you um, what are you thinking about when it comes to the next generation? Any trends? Anything that you can see that working with kids? I mean, because you do chaplaincy in primary schools, high schools, yep, primary, primary schools, primary schools, primary schools primary and schools. scripture as well in other schools. Yes. Um, what are you seeing? What would you say? You know what? The next the, the next year, year five, year six, kids that. What do they exhibit? Can you? What, what are you noticing? Are you noticing any trends mm. in in a generation coming up? Uh, I don't. Possibly similar to what we've been talking about. I know kids desire connection heaps, and I think the, the avenue that they're going down, different to what I was growing up, and probably what you were definitely growing up, is through online. So there's heaps heaps of stuff online, either yeah. Yeah. social media, games. They just want connection with each other. They want to feel like they belong. They want to feel. Um, have a place where um, their voice can be heard. So lots of kids are talking about like YouTube and Twitch and following their, like we would have, oh, me growing up, there was um, people I'd look up to either in my life or uh, there'd be like musicians or things like that. But kids nowadays, it's all um, their Twitch star or their um, someone on YouTube that they follow and they want to be like, I was just talking to a kid today and I said, oh, what would you like to grow up to be? I was sort of, trying to pull out some potential out of him and said, you know, what would you like to do? And he's straight away, he's like, oh, I just want to be a streamer. That's all I want to do. I just want to, and like, it's like I, I want to be. I don't know about you, Johnny. I'm sitting here pretending I know what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. No, so, I, same so thing. What's it? Sorry, this is, sorry. This is going to make me look really old, but what, what's Twitch and what's a streamer? Okay, Twitch I'm not fully certain about. I had a pet bird called Twitch. Twitch okay. Oh, Johnny okay, knows. I can chime in. Twitch, Twitch is... Um, Essentially, it's a, it's streaming but for gamers. So essentially someone sits at their computer or their console um, and they play games and they commentate to it. Sometimes they're funny. I often find all the little kids love the ones who scream a lot and make a lot of noise. Um, Lord Hamilton's nodding his head. You know you know what a streamer is? You know, confirmation. So they're okay. oftentimes very entertaining to watch <laughs> while they're gaming. So um, you, you actually watch somebody playing a video game. That's right. But they're it's huge. often very good. But you're not playing the video game yourself. No. You're watching someone else play the video game. That's right. Wow. Think of your funniest friend ever. Wow. Playing a video game. You know what I mean? It's like you watch it because. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's huge. And Gosh. I remember first hearing about it and I thought, no, no one would do that. Who would do that? <laughs> I'm thinking but, that right now. Dude, yeah. Okay. So, but then I thought, well, a lot of what we do is watching other people do things. So you think of sports, you think of entertaining movies or whatever. Podcasts. Similar thing. We're watching someone. Doing something. Doing something. Being entertaining, you know, entertaining us. Wow. That's true, you know. Yeah, it's true. But it's just not the way, like, 
was exactly the same as you. As first I heard of it, I thought, "What are you talking about? No one, no one's going to do that." But yeah. who's going to watch me play video game? Yeah. But uh, and they yeah. commentate like that's a big wow. thing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love it. So. Wow. Well, there you go. And so this kid wants to be a. He, that's what he wants to that do. That was yeah, straight up. So people make a living from this, obviously. Yeah. Oh, tons wow. of money. They just monetize their money. their viewings. Yep. Is that, yeah. yeah. It's advertisements. Like that. Wow. Wow. That's um. I guess I'm probably showing my age, but the world has changed so fast. Um, matter of fact, uh, and and um, it's pretty, I was who was I talking to? I was talking to someone just yesterday, speaking about the world changing. I was talking about even this podcast. It's a new form of communication, and and I don't want it to be sermony. Like mm. not here to preach a sermon like you know my, my scriptural references for my three points to you know reinforce my key statement and <laughs> you know I, I, I'm not saying those days are over I think there's always a place time and a place for a good sermon um, however the, the model of preaching that we are still using as a church doesn't exist in too many other places mm. on earth but and, I, and now I could be wrong in this so that, like you know don't quote me as some you know history scholar, but I, I believe that the modern style of everybody coming to gather and hear a sermon was originally developed from the time in the church when the vast majority of the population were illiterate and you had to study as a, as, as a monk to learn Latin, to learn how to read and write and not everybody went to school. So everybody would come and the, the, the learned one, the scribe, the, the monk, the priest would interpret scripture for them um, from what it said because they couldn't read or write. And so everybody can read and write these days but we're still preaching in the manner that um, came yeah. from when they couldn't. Yeah. I think it's got to, it's got to evolve. Um, sure. Now I'm a big fan of, of great sermons and my life has been impacted powerfully through sermons um, but at the moment I think with the, with the speed in which things are changing, like it's crazy, like, mm. you know, 200 years ago my grandfather rode a horse, my father rode a horse, I rode a horse – my children will ride a horse and my grandkids will ride a horse. But look at it now, like two generations ago, my, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, they, they rode horses and, you know, started to just dabble with motor cars. Yeah. Now we're crazy. flying through the sky and That's you know, right. zoom no. in here. It is it's, it's crazy. I think, I think it was Henry Ford. He said if I sold people what they wanted, it would have been a faster horse. But he was thinking differently and went. That's cool. Exactly. That's right. Matter of fact, that's where the whole idea of horsepower came from. Mm. They needed some kind of grid for people to understand just how strong this motor was. Yeah. And the only thing, the only grid they had was how much work can horse do. This is this is five horses worth of power. That's right. Exactly. One hundred and fifty-two ducks. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> the guy out there with one hundred and fifty-two ducks all chained to his plow, going, yeah, "Come on, right. you <laughs> mongrel ducks!" It's funny when you hear them uh, talk about. Um, Spaceship engines and throttles and things with horsepower, you think you've got to uh, pick a different, yeah, how many Mustang engines is converted into you know, the, how many the horses can we the... strap and then <laughs> see compare? <laughs> that's right, that's pretty funny, yeah. So, anyway, the world's changing, and I think that um, the way we communicate the gospel is changing with it. Uh, the way people do life's changing, and I think the way that we are actually going to gather is going to change. I don't think we'll ever get rid of the large gatherings. Um, I think have we already touched the fact that we're able to go back to four square? We have. I think that on was in the, the video. video. Yeah, we haven't. So the little video I mentioned that hey, the government's changed the rules as of today. Like quite literally today, the government said you can have three hundred people in your church. 
well, yes and no, you can't have 300. You can have up to 300 provided that the four square meter rule isn't um, violated. Mm. So, mm. Uh, but for our church, for our building, we can have 211 including the stage. Mm. So um, basically we can go from 100 to 200. But of course it creates more opportunity, more, more uh, options for us to gather in different ways. I don't think we're ever going to get rid of the large gathering. Matter of fact, yeah. this is a conversation I had with another pastor, and I'll get him. I'll get him on one of the podcasts. But just just to sum it up, we're always going to need to gather. There's got to be the large gathering. It's mm. the it's the it's the purpose of the gathering. It's it's what it's meant to achieve mm. that has to shift because I think it's been a very inefficient model. We've been trying to achieve a whole bunch through a big gathering that hasn't been very efficient at what at everything. But what mm. it is good at doing is it's good at celebrating. It's That's good right. at corporate worship. That's right, celebration. It's good at, it's good at encouragement. Imagine, imagine 100 people coming and there's, a, there's, a, there's just a, a lineup of 10, 20, 30 people there for the open mic session saying, this is what Jesus did for me this week. Oh, this is what I got healed from. Or this is who found Jesus. Just testimony after testimony. What a great celebration. Like the, the place would be just throffing if, mm. if there was testimony after testimony of God's goodness. Um, and I think a large gathering, huge celebration. Yeah, it's noisy. Yes, there's going to be food, but different, a family type of food, mm. not an entertainment um, shopping centre type of food. Yeah. Huge shifts. But there's always going to be the, the place for the gathering. I think the, the home-to-homes that we've been experimenting with um, in, in this season, our home gatherings. I love it. Um, I love it too. I love the fact that I can have a conversation with people who would be a, hey, how you going? Great to see you. You know, had a great Surface. week. Yeah, yeah, you can't, especially as this is my lesson as the last two years of being a senior pastor, you have this sense like I've got to, I've got to connect with everybody. The problem with connecting with everybody is that you don't connect well with anybody. Yeah. Um, and you've got your regular friends who are your friends who you actually do life with outside of Sunday, but everybody on Sunday you go, well, I see you during the week. You're my friend, so I, I don't really need to spend too much time with you now. Mm. So... Um, but they're your friends, so you feel like oh, I talk to you because you know we're, we're catching up. I want to find out about what you said you were going to do on Saturday. How did it go? But we've got something to actually chat with. But there's a whole bunch of people where you want to have those conversations, but there's just too many people in one space at a short amount of time. You can't do it. Mm, yeah, you feel a little bit like the poor baristas, like you know <laughs> they got nothing to do all week, and then between, you know, uh, by top between when does service shut? The ten thirty finishes at about. Um, 1145 oh, yeah yeah so between 1145 and uh 12 you got to go and make 300 coffees oh you pumped uh, yeah you were a barista for a while johnny yeah i was so uh, as a senior pastor you feel a little bit like the poor barista guy you've got this half an hour slot to say hello to everybody and make mm. everybody feel welcome and acknowledged and and encouraged and connected and i tell you man it drives you crazy so the home gatherings I've had a few people and there's some regulars now starting to come to, to my house mm. and those who are hosting home gatherings are saying the same thing. There's a lot of power yeah. to You can actually have a conversation. Yeah. Getting to know people far more deeper level. Not only that, I think discipleship, that is helping people follow Jesus. Yes. Is um, I think it's one of those things that COVID has revealed. It's like we, following Jesus has been a big thing and I, I've said it on the, I don't know, Joel, have you watched any of the videos I've mm-hmm. put out? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. I can nod, but I've got it. Oh, no, yeah, Joel, yeah, Joel's yeah, nodding at me. I'm like, he's nodding. Yeah. Speak, dude. Speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can't see your nod. But anyway, that's, that's, <laughs> that was a funny. Uh, with the videos I've been putting out, I've, um, I, 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 th- I feel like I've repeated myself quite a lot. 
in saying that genuine, like following Jesus, has, has I guess we've I've been forced to have a, a long, hard look at how we do things and realize the way we do it doesn't necessarily help people follow Jesus. Might make them feel connected, might make people feel they really enjoy the vibe. The worship's great. You know, there's an area I can serve or be involved, but actually following Jesus in my life, uh, what we have been doing, has, I, I don't know that it's been super effective. If anything, it's been a bit of a default consequence. You were saying before, Dan, uh, also the way we measure things, we can also measure based on. Um, yeah, that's right. That's. Um, yeah, exactly. We, we well, that's right. who's in our church? And this is the this is actually we're getting deep now, Joel. Thanks for that question. Well, we've been no, we've been asked to, we've been asking that question. Now that no one's turning up on Sunday, what do we count? Who's in Vineyard Church? Uh, it's good a good question because we <laughs> jinx. We've got we've got a database of everybody who attended Vineyard Church, and there's varying levels of commitment. But essentially, if people still call Vineyard Church their home, they stay on the database, and it's like over 900 people on that list. Mm. But I know some of them have decided to leave. Some of them have decided that they disagree with doctrine, all in the midst of, of a COVID, yep. you know, sort of, sort yep. of turmoil. Some, some, some people, they're not leaving. They've got nowhere to go. No one else is doing church. But they are, are second-guessing whether or not they want to go back to church. They've enjoyed the fact that they get every Sunday to do what they want now yeah. and this regimented routine, especially if you're serving on a team, Oh uh, yeah, yep. there's been a lot of yep. gee. I, I don't know if I want to go back to that. Mm, and yeah. so, what do we count? Who's our church? And I, I think I've actually got a bit of clarity on this. And it's it's actually funny. In one of these podcasts, I'm going to share with everybody my notes from um, 2015. I was sitting. Wow. I actually went to a five a, years ago. Five years ago, I was with Lindsay Clark up at his. Um, he was doing like a, a mentoring club thing, and he invited me to be a part of this. The first year of him doing it. And I went up with Benny White and we did it together and uh, had a lot of fun. It was basically three days every three months. So quarterly catch up with a group of people and and uh, all this development stuff, business strategy and um, Lindsay's a genius and all that sort of stuff yeah, and it was is. good. But I sat in one of his sessions and to be honest, I didn't hear a word he said just sitting underneath his mindset that he carries, the anointing that he, that he walks under was enough for me just to tap into a whole other realm of, revelation of church and structure and the future and I, I just started writing notes like crazy it was just flowing you know I got in this flow state where there was yeah. like no no barrier between what was coming down and my hand my pen you know I was writing it down and mm. I'm not saying I was automatic writing or anything like that now it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> eyes trippy. closed you know, right. making a exactly. coffee with yeah. the other hand yeah, yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> I looked at my page and it just says I'm here yeah oh <laughs> no, that's not what happened. But I, but what actually did happen was a, a whole new picture of a church model and what was needed. Anyway, I'm going to get into that later on. Yeah, we'll do that cool. now. Save, cool. Save it for later. That's another right. Won't overdo, won't overdo it all. But the, the thing, Joel, that did you bring up is like, what do we count? Like, what's our church? Mm. Um, well, when no one turns up on a Sunday, you can't count who turns up on a Sunday. So you've got your list. But what are they doing? Because and I okay. The, to boil it down, really, the question that we asked ourselves in, in leadership was who's, who is Vineyard Church when there is no gathering? Yeah. And yep. it, we can't count bums on seats, <laughs> but we've actually got to count connection. What's our network? 
and the way I looked at it was this, is who in our church is, has developed to a level of maturity in following Jesus where they now, from a heart of the Father that, that is naturally imputed in them, gets to a place where they say, I actually feel it in me to take responsibility for the spiritual development of someone else. Mm. That is, I can help someone follow Jesus as I follow Jesus. I can disciple someone for, for, for old school language or I can pastor someone without getting to, you know, I think we, we need to redefine some Christian words because they, they need to mean something different in this new stage. But Yeah, that's right. Really, I, and we came to the conclusion that I think for now Vineyard Church is basically anyone in our church who can pastor and through relationship, anybody who's being pastored, anybody who's being discipled. You know, there's, there's a network of connection that I, I know you and you know me and I help you follow Jesus. And if there's a relationship where, you know, I help you to follow Jesus and you help me follow Jesus, there's like a brotherhood that exists there. But sometimes there's a, there's a sibling, uh, not a, 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 a parent, Parental role. Parental role, yeah. parental relationship where, yeah. you know, hey, we're, we're two blokes but I've known Jesus for a long time and you're new at this stuff. I'll help, I'll help and guide you into what it looks like to follow Jesus with the aim that on your own two feet you follow Jesus and are able to carry the weight of your own revelation. But yeah. essentially our church is who's actually sunk roots into this family of believers mm. and who is that group of people pastoring totally so it's basically who are our pastors who are our disciple makers and who's being discipled yeah that network is actually vineyard church that's right and actually i think to start with if you wanted to count a number which um i I don't there's there's benefits to doing that but if you wanted to count a number i think it would shrink to start with Mm. but i think from a foundation of strength in discipleship it's going to grow exponentially. Because like yeah. I said, people want Jesus. People want to feel like they belong. But maybe a church model can be a barrier to people finding it. But a relationship where your story, Johnny, you, you Beck had a word of knowledge for someone in a school, led the student to Jesus. Yeah. Never been to church. Mm. But she, she, she experienced the power of God, witnessed like a, a supernatural uh, a, a supernatural act of love. Yeah. Where yep. she felt, hey, God sees me. God knows me. Yeah. I want to know him. And she invited him into his, into, in, into her life. That's right. But it was through a relationship, through Absolutely. the fact you turned up, you got to know her. You, you, That's right. You, you, you made relationship through your scripture teaching, all good stuff. But actually being discipled, I think, is going to be the… Totally. This is actually what we count. That's right. And, you know, I think that model of everyone coming to church… It's done a lot of amazing things, and I mean, we've we've, you know, it's all we've really known. Mm. <laughs> Let's be honest. But the, we all, well, but, I, I grew up I mean? in it's, it. Yeah. So it's like the but but you can you can kind of evidently see that we've unintentionally created a, a a culture. Now, this isn't the case with everyone, but we've unintentionally created a culture where people don't stand up on their own two feet and be able to carry the weight of the revelation because they're expecting it to happen on the Sunday. Yeah, that's that you that know? is right, and. Yeah, yeah. We, we, <laughs> you, you, it's true, and I I did say this in some of my videos. I said uh, I think what COVID has revealed again another thing COVID revealed was that 
even me personally, again, I was saying to you, Joel, with, with my children, teaching them the word of God, but even personally sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, Sunday was a spiritual crutch. Yeah. And it disappeared and revealed a lack of my own one-on-one connection mm. with Jesus. Yeah. So this is a season where that one-on-one, and it's not like God hasn't warmed us up to the idea. I don't know if you guys remember, but way back two years ago when Ramona and I first were handed the senior role, we felt super strong. Ramona just couldn't shake that one phrase, who do you say that I am? You guys remember that? Yeah. She preached on it, I preached on it. Matter of fact, the weekend of transition, Danny Guglamucci, who was at our leaders retreat, he, in the middle of our little worship session at the leaders retreat, scrapped his notes and said, I had something prepared, but I've got to, I've got to speak this. Yeah. And he pulls it straight out. That story where Jesus took his disciples and he says, who do men say that I am? Oh, some yeah. say you this, some say you that. And then he turns and says, but who do you say I am? When when Danny said that, Ramona looked at me and went, oh, oh my, my good, you, <laughs> I, I have heard that all yesterday, all morning. It's all I can hear when I'm in worship. It's all I can hear the mm. Spirit say, who do you say that I am? I feel like I could write it down a million times. Like yeah. every single person in the room is being asked, who do you say that I am? And I said, babe, it's pretty clear that God's speaking to us because Danny said, Word for word, Danny preached that sermon. Spur of the moment, had something prepared, chucked down and said, no, God's asked me to speak this. God gave us a word. It was a call to personal revelation. Who do you say that I am? Who is Jesus to you? Not who is Jesus to Dan and I'll just believe whatever Dan says or whoever's the pulpit yeah. or, you know what I mean, I really like that sermon. I'll listen to that for a bit because it makes me feel good. That call to a one-on-one personal walk with Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, when you guys know when you encounter Jesus yourself, yeah. our sermons are great. Never, never knock on a sermon. They're all they're awesome, but nothing compares to that one-on-one time with Him. Mm. Like He yeah. is the bread of life. Absolutely. And um, and it's like a it's like a, a chick will eat the regurgitated food of its mother for some time, mm-hmm. but there comes a time where after a certain amount of years, that's just weird. <laughs> You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. And, and I, I, I want to go seven. and I want to go and hunt the food myself. And and I guess that's been part of this season. God's that's calling right. us into an, another level of maturity. Mm. Yeah, and that was and a big uh, word. I remember maturity. For a long it time. was yeah, a big word. I remember word. Uh, we we were almost like, I guess not to, you know, but we, we were almost like, not pre warned of it, but there was so much in the lead up to COVID. God said like up God's for doing it. a new thing, and you know, well, like. Just so many, like, so many things for, for right. five That's years. Right. Isaiah 43, that came by four independent voices in the same year preached in our church. Yeah. The same verse. Yeah. Isaiah 43, behold, I do a new thing. Mm. Can't you perceive it? Mm. You know, rivers in the wilderness, road in the desert. Um, it, it's a powerful scripture, but it, it almost out of the blue. Yeah. Just got injected through prophetic word into our church. And and uh, I'm not... I'm not like I'm not too phased on what people think. I'm telling you the, the prophetic voice is alive and well today and oh, it's yeah. how the Holy Spirit through the prophetic voice, always through scripture, mm. will guide the church. Mm. And um, that was something powerful for us. So we're expecting yeah. something new. Yeah, you, uh, we've, had, we've had great conversations before totally. COVID about we're expecting something new. Matter of fact, right. I warned us, I said as leaders growing up in church, we are actually primed perfectly positioned to be the ones who resist the next thing that the Holy Spirit brings. Absolutely. Because every move of God has been resisted 
but not by the world. It's been resisted by the, the people move. stuck in the last move of yeah, God. Yeah. So here we are as Pentecostals and we've got some good success. We're significant. We're doing well. Mm-hmm. We're not the outsiders. We're not the weirdo kooks anymore. We've hit like mainstream That's you right. know, acceptability. We're respected. We, you know, and, and a lot of our churches have built some good things. Uh, I'm saying as, as a whole, not, not just us, but, but that puts us in prime, prime spot to rise up against the next thing the Holy Spirit wants to do and say, that can't be God, that's heresy because we know everything about how the Holy Spirit works. <laughs> and um, so I, I was warned as I said, something's coming, we've got to be it. prepared for it and I didn't expect it to be that's COVID, it. I didn't yeah. expect it to be a breakdown. And to that's be honest, right. I don't think COVID's it. Uh, as a matter of fact, Johnny, I love what you said just yesterday. You said, I feel like COVID is like the closing of a curtain in between acts of a play. Yeah. It's like yep. we had we had the scenery for act one and then just the, the curtain shut and behind the curtain, furniture's getting rearranged. furniture's getting moved, man. And People are changing costumes. Exactly. And, People are know. running around, and it's dark. They're smashing into each other. But eventually, there's <laughs> going to be a new backdrop, a new new scenery, new furniture, mm. and then the curtain will open. Act time two. for Act Two, and everybody will go, "Oh, wow!" I'm, yeah. I'm convinced that God is working in amongst this totally. dark time, this time where, like I said, every pastor I speak to is, "What's going on?" And the and and we go. I don't know. What what are you doing? They go. I don't know. What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. It's like we're totally in the dark. And you say, oh well, you're just stupid, or you're just not spending enough time with God. I'm telling you, not knowing what's in the future for me has got nothing to do with not spending time with God. I've I think I think never got been a, th- in His presence more. I think they got a word for that. I think I think it's called faith. Yeah, I like it, Johnny. <laughs> Living in the mystery. I think I think I just pressed the wrong button. But anyway, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, you're it's right there, Johnny. It's just it's it's wham, wham, yeah. wham. <laughs> Fully just get out of here. It wasn't my fault. I'm going to blame that on. <laughs> yeah, right. this, Living this in the mystery, you know. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, I think okay you're right. It. I think you're right. Ramona actually said, "Do you remember when she stomped on the box of understanding?" Mm, yeah, yep. that, that a lot of people were like, "Oh, wow, that's awesome," and a lot of people were like. Yeah, that that didn't float everybody's boat. Didn't find out until later. <laughs> oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Some oh. people were like, "That's rubbish." You, you know, we're not called to walk blindly. We need to understand. He's given us the Bible so we can understand. And all the and yes, yeah, yeah, yeah has, you do have the Bible to understand. But Ramona couldn't shake it. And you know what? I I trust Ramona's ability to hear the voice of God. And she's not my wife by accident. And um, so when she did that, I thought it's actually true because when you step into faith. You, you can't step in by understanding. You've actually got to – but Ramona's big thing was we are entering a season where we are not going to lean on our own understanding. We're going to have to lean into grace beyond our understanding, lean into his peace beyond our understanding. But you know what she said to me the other day, Johnny? Yeah. Just, just the other day she said – she did, I, I know this, Dan. It's the season of, un, of not understanding right now. But it's not going to stay like that. There's going to come understanding. But it's understanding is going to be rewarded to those who have been able to walk by faith with no understanding. Mm. And, and I thought, yeah, that makes sense to me. And another thing that Danny Gugamucci said, which confirmed how I was feeling, is he said it's in the time of chaos and rest, to, to, be, to, to rest in faith in this season, is actually the qualification to understand the next. Yeah, well. So 
you know what? I, I trust those two people to hear the voice of God. It aligns with what I feel because every pastor's in the dark. Mm. Nobody knows exactly what to do. Mm. Um, there's lots of people who, who are prophesying and predicting and some people are prophesying judgment. Some people are saying, you know, um, Jesus is about to turn up. Some people are saying it's the mark of the beast, don't get the vaccine. Some people are saying just give me the jab, go on with it. Who cares? This is like, you know, blipping the radar. The pro just jab get on and with the it. no yeah. jab. The pro jab and the no jab, that's right. It's going to divide people. This whole pro jab, no jab thing. But either way, I I mean, you guys didn't ask me, but I'm going to assume that you just asked me, what do you think of the vaccine, Dan? No. What do you think of the vaccine, Dan? But, think, glad you asked, Joel. <laughs> I, I'm not going to get into that, man. What did you ask me that for? I, I, that's just a that's a that is a bucket of worms. Yeah, no, I'm Sorry only to joking. Put you on the spot. Yeah, no, listen, this is actually, and we'll talk about it more later on. But I'm thinking, if they bring out the vaccine and you have to take it in order to be in large crowds again, I know there's some people in our church who are militantly against it, totally against it. Don't do it, Dan. Don't yeah, yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. And there are some people who. Just, just I think you're stupid or not. not give to. me the jab, get on with it. Who cares? And for my personal take, I'd like every person in our church to feel free to make a choice. To, yeah, act on their conscience. Mm. If you feel the Holy Spirit said don't take the vaccine, then you're free not to. And and I wouldn't want you to violate your conscience before God in that. Mm. But if you're like, no, no, I'm going to take it. Well, go for go for your life. Mm. But at the same time. I'd like us as a church, if I can speak just to our church, I'd say don't, please, please don't let someone else's decision cause you to fall into judgment over them. Yeah, that's right. Because um, you might see taking the vaccine as a sin. But to be honest, judging your fellow brother over their choice is just the greatest sin. Yeah. And matter, probably even worse. We, we, we take on this self-righteous how could you, how dare you, or you're in trouble. Going both ways. If God can protect me from the virus, he can protect me from the negative effects of a vaccine if there's any negative effects. That's my take. It's like do what you like. However, it is going to maybe cause some issues with how we gather in the future because maybe some people want to gather but those who don't have the vaccine aren't allowed to. Well, what do we do? Maybe lepers, we, they become lepers. They become the lepers of society. We, right. Well, we started, we started a no jab and a pro jab gathering. <laughs> yeah, that'll be funny. Uh, anyway. I'll go to both just to, you know. You won't be allowed to go to both, Johnny. Uh, That's what I'm saying. You, If you're a pro jab, right, you, you won't want to wanna go, to no go to the no jab because you you carry, uh, what? what uh, we, well, some people swear it's the mark of the beast. So, mm. you know, mm. the, yeah. No, actually, yeah. you might have a point there. If if you do have a, if you do get vaccinated, you could probably join the non-vaxxers. But yeah, you just gotta, I don't know, don't show everybody yeah. your digital tattoo or whatever right. it is they're gonna give you. <laughs> I think we joked before about <laughs> if this podcast would end with the mark of the beast or something like that. We're yeah, gonna, we right, went, yeah. we went, there. we went there. Oh, yeah. We did. We said, Book I, said I said, guys, whatever three. you do, let's not go down <laughs> end times. The world's gonna end stuff. Worms, and yeah. here we are. Anyway, Love hey, it. but no, you know what? It's actually. Everyday people are actually thinking about this stuff now. Yeah. Well, especially right. if you spend too much time on YouTube. Oh, yeah. But the point is, God, you can't keep the church down. No. And whether we can meet or not meet, whether you get the jab or don't get, God's church will prevail. It's an army. We are part of the army of the living God. And Jesus himself said, I'm going to build it. 
you don't have to worry about that. I'm going to build it. Yeah. And I'm telling you, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Principalities and powers, every name is underneath his name. So we've got good things to look forward to mm. and, and try and bring us back out of the... the um, uh, doom and gloom. The doom and gloom of uh, put the put the put the game show host tune on. That'll that'll change up the vibe. No, no. Okay. yeah, it'll change up the vibe too much, Johnny. <laughs> too much in the other direction. That's, That's exactly right. right, Lord Hamilton. Thank you for being patient and quiet and making sure that this thing keeps working. I hope it's worked. I hope we don't have to do we this again because you did. Now, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that wouldn't that be fun? That would be so funny. We'd be here till like it'll 10 probably o'clock. be a whole other conversation though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it would. You could not reproduce this conversation no, again. And no, that's, that's the right. beauty of podcasts. It's great. We're shooting from the hip, speaking from our heart. This is what's going on. This is what we feel. There's going to be a lot more stuff. And I've got in my notes so much stuff that we've spoken about that I feel God's saying. I can't wait to share with everybody in the church. Yeah. Because I don't um, even feel like we've hit the tip of the iceberg. No, we haven't. We really no haven't. Way. We've just, it's just been a good intro. Yeah. Been a good intro. Thanks, Joel. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for doing what you do. You're a marvellous kids pastor, born for it. Johnny, the man of the hour, Chaos Central. <laughs> Does every, the, I gave you a name, right, at the missions trip. Yeah. Captain Safety. Yeah. And I could, the moment I said it, I saw that micro glance of, I really don't like that name. <laughs> because your, right. your previous name was uh, Danger Man. Danger. That's Johnny, right, Danger Man Johnny. Johnny Danger Man. Danger Man Johnny. Danger man, Johnny. And that was because you've had multiple near-death experiences, helicopter oh, yeah. rescues, stranded yep. accidents, yep. falling. I've, I've actually been dead for 30 minutes or more, like actually. I have noticed since you've been married to Beck that that sort of push like has – uh, what's oh, the, it's think, had an influence well, on her it, life it, too because well, she's been airlifted now. She's yeah, been, exactly. Has, I'm like, has, holy she's moly. She's airlifted oh like a couple of months into dating. She it was sailing uh, and – just didn't end, didn't you have end. an aura about you? Yeah, you know, well, no, 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 that's, no, 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 we've no. changed it, Johnny. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That, that's that's a bold confession that that's Johnny right. no longer carries around the 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 near death experience anointing. That's that's why he prophetically called me Captain Safety. That's right. And to, do you want to, to hear the story? Have we got that. what's the time? How long have I been here for? It's a good story. It's going to be people want to hear it. Definitely. Can I tell <laughs> a story, Johnny? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. we're in Indonesia, right? Not in Bali. Where are we? We're in we're, uh, uh, Timor. T- uh, we're in, what's the town again? Yeah, so West Timor. It's uh, called Soe. Soe. That's it. Soe. So we on a missions trip. Yeah, a we're doing building work for the orphanage there with with uh, Paulos's crew with the with the orphans, the church planning school, everything that's there. And uh, we have a day off, right? So it's the Sunday. We 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 uh, minister in their church service, and the next day we have off before we um, travel back home and. Um, was a bit of a bit of a tradition. I thought, let's just all hire little scooters because when you're in Indonesia, you hire mopeds, which you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you fang around everywhere, and we have a blast. I used, I've done it a couple of times on my own, like private holiday times, and it's so much fun. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, it was driving motorbikes with uh, Joshie Nichols through Bali that got me into like, man, I got to go home and get my motorbike license. This is so much fun. Yeah, except and, it's, um, it's different because you're not dodging well, and weaving, driving, for your driving life. a mo- driving a little moped. In Indonesian traffic is certainly a baptism of fire. If that's the first time you've done it, which <laughs> yeah. was for me, yeah, you witness so, at least a few accidents as you're going past. Well, oh, yeah. the first yeah. time I took Ramona uh, on the back of the scoot, I took her up to the, the volcanoes, in, you know, Kintamani, about yeah, and on our way back down, we went past a fatality where some Whoa. kid had just been pushed off and oh, smacked. Yeah. Like it was, that's it was a messy brutal. scene, and yeah, it was pretty traumatic. And I know, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it was all the time exactly. Yeah, where's yeah. the where's the tune for yeah. 
No, I won't play the shoe. <laughs> Don't know. Poor kid. But anyway, it was pretty bad. It shook Ramona up a bit. And um, but anyway, so I'm like, okay, there was like seven of us, I think, and we're gonna we're gonna hire scooters. And I, I said around dinner table the, the night before, I said, okay, so who has uh, ridden a motorcycle before? And there was a couple of people who were like, nope. No one, there was a couple that never ridden a motorcycle on the oh, road, wow. maybe a dirt bike. Yeah, dirt And bike. anyway, so we're there and Johnny goes like, love you, mate. It was, <laughs> it was a classic call but talk about injection of fear. Johnny goes, well, wonder who's going to almost die tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. And I went that's to him I went, what do you mean? What? And he goes, well, every time I do something adventurous, someone almost dies. I'm just wondering who it's going to be tomorrow. It's never me. It's always someone else around me. Okay, so no, I right. look around the room. I look around the dinner table, right, and there's a few people who've never ridden a motorcycle before <laughs> yeah. and they look at you and I can just see the fear just just like yeah, because they know the reputation. over them like a wave. They're like, <laughs> is he for real? It's like... And like, you were for real, and it's yeah. actually true. And then you started yeah. listing all of the near-death experiences everybody had had. Anytime they did some adventures yeah, around right. you, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's at least five or six by that time. So that was Paul, five Paul, years ago. So I've had exactly. a few more since then. So, 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 so Paul, the, so. Paul, the Indonesian fella, he gets me in the room, and he, like he's pretty serious, right? Because he's yeah. a very good motorcycle rider, very experienced, and he rides mm. like a bat out of hell. Yeah. But, he, but he knows what he's doing, mm. and uh, he, he pulls me into the room. He goes, he goes, boss, are done. You need to speak to Johnny. I'm like, why? He goes, he said someone might die. <laughs> I said, he's very direct, Paul. He's like, boom, straight direct. Yeah. I said, yeah, I know. He goes, did you see the fear? I said, I saw the fear. He goes, for a motor, and I'll just use my, my, my language now. He said, for a motorcyclist, for a beginner motorcyclist, to start with fear mm. actually promotes. A, a greater chance of them crashing because they're already rigid. Yeah, they're for sure. already not flowing. Motorcycle yeah. is all about flow. It's all about flow. It's all about, it's all about flow. It's uh, being very aware. But the moment your body tenses up, you, you, you're going to crash. You won't steer. You won't go to the corner. You get target fixated. You, you, you simply look at the only thing you don't want to hit, and you always go where you look. And, and fear does that massively. So he said, "We need to do something about this." I said, "Yeah, I know we do." What do you suggest? And he says, we need to we need to pray and address it and blah, blah, blah. And so that morning breakfast yeah. before we popped out, I said, guys, I addressed it. I said, John, Johnny said someone was going to die. Now, it has been true that every time Johnny does something adventurous, oh, someone nearly dies. I said, well, and his, his nickname is Danger Man. Um, but we're going to change that. So we, I prayed. Yeah. And we broke that fear. We... I prayed over your life mm. that that would no longer be the case, that we wouldn't have near-death experiences that surrounded you. There'd be no longer, you know, rescue air chopper lifts out of canyons where people have fallen and broken arms and mm, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, all yeah. sorts of crazy. That, that's not going to happen. You know, we said you know, in, in the name of Jesus, we break that whole thing around you. Mm. And so we prayed and that actually helped people totally to feel a lot more safer on the motorcycles. And I said, you need to change your name. So instead of give me a white rock, Dan. instead of danger man, that's right. I found a white rock and I scratched on it. Captain <laughs> he didn't Safety. Actually, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. No. <laughs> I said I'm, I'm gonna. I said, look, people can call you what you like, but yep. I'm not gonna call you danger man anymore. I'm gonna call you Captain Safety mm. because everywhere you go, people are safe. And uh, it, it was the there. Look on my face I saw that sinking so feeling like. I like Danger Man. Oh, that's such a terrible name, dude. <laughs> like Captain Safety. I feel, I feel, it sounded a little bit like a. Uh, 
like a like a cartoon hero on a on a cereal box. Yeah, yeah might so as well yeah. call it Dan with friends or something. That's <laughs> right. It's bubble wrap oh. me now. So oh. Yeah, I'm not quick on the it's mark. The, yeah. yeah, you're right, Dan. Dan and friends. Um, so anyway, that's what that's he got the name Captain. It was go. that Captain Safety. Now tell me. Yeah, that youth parents, Captain Safety. Captain Safety, that's right. <laughs> you, you kids are safe with Johnny. Safe as hell. Now, now, let me ask you the question. Yeah. Did the near-death experiences stop after that? They did. They did. I mean, it didn't stop me from having fun. Um, but no, you've always been adventurous. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and I, I, think, I wouldn't want you to lose that. No, no, no. And I think actually, you know, getting married, it's kind of like it hasn't stopped the fun. But if you could imagine before me by myself was just like an explosion, sheer chaos. But when I'm with Beck... It's like a rifle. There's there's rifling. There's a projection. There's a yes. target. It's still it's in the chamber. There's chaos. <laughs> Just a little bit more control. But it's a lot more controlled now. <laughs> I've got to admit, and Joel, you probably I don't know if it's too soon for you to relate to this, but um, I definitely noticed that myself. As soon as I had kids, like because I was still youth ministering, and yeah. you'd go to a place, there'd be a big rock to jump off in the water, and yeah. like six months ago. I'd be the first off. Yeah. Like, yeah, woohoo. Like, I remember doing this when I was 15. Yeah, I'm, I'm 28 now, but I'm, I can still jump off this rock. But the moment you, the moment you've got kids, it, it, you don't even try. But before you jump, you go, oh, oh what if, yeah, I've got a son to look after. I, I'm going to think twice now. Mm-hmm. It, obviously, it's part of just being tempered with age and a little bit of wisdom. Sure. I, I remember going to the hospital, going real fast, and then on the way home from hospital was like, whoa, everyone <laughs> yes. slow the heck down. Right, what's the instant. rush? There's a baby in here. Can yeah. you all just chill out? Some yeah. dude riding up your backside. <laughs> <Get back. laughs> yeah, it's, it is quite amazing how you change as you get older. Yeah. So, of course, we've got listeners who are like, yeah, you wait till you got grandparents, grandkids, you know, you'll, you'll, and I'm sure that there's whole other levels in life, but... Yeah, be, being married is a first element of being first tempered, step. I suppose. <laughs> having kids, having kids accelerated my temperate, adventurous spirit quite a lot. Although I didn't get a motorbike until after I had all three kids. Nice, but I, I, I certainly midlife. I certainly no, it wasn't a midlife crisis. It was um, what would you, it was the the uh, the accumulation of just one more hobby, I suppose. <laughs> 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 like I needed more, but no, it is a lot of fun. It's actually a doorway into a world of motorcycling people that I wouldn't have accessed otherwise. So some big, great relationships birthed out of it and, and being able to share Jesus with a few that motorcycles was the doorway into a, a great friendship. I'm still friends with them now. So, yeah, I, I love it. But um, anyway, listen, guys, I think we've shot the breeze long enough. I think yeah. we've, we've done yeah, our yeah. time. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't enjoy it, then um, leave a zero-star feedback. <laughs> do, we, do we even have a feedback thing on our podcast? Most do. Yeah, five star. Yeah. All right. Well, if it's there, you can leave a review. If you didn't like it, just go, didn't like it. You no. guys need to clean your act up, do better. What I are didn't you doing? learn. I wasn't spiritually fed, Dan. You didn't spiritually feed me. If that's how you feel, leave your feedback. If you got a name, yeah, shoot, shoot me a name, email it to, what was the email again? Hello, Hello at vineyardchurch.com.au. Or if you got my mobile, send me, send me a number, send me a name. But um, next podcast will be, I believe, in a week. I think I'm going to do blocks. So we might do like oh, six yeah. week blocks yeah, awesome. and then have a break for a and little different while. Guests you'll Absolutely. Have yeah. yeah. There'll be a different guests every time. Awesome. Um, if you guys want to join, you're welcome to. I've already invited you again, Johnny. But uh, Joel, you're welcome to join in. But I'll talk to different leaders. Yeah. I'll get Muzz in. Muzz actually already spoke to Muzz. He's like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, Sweet. come on. Let's do a podcast. And, and I know Lindsay Clark's keen to join. But um, 
with the border closes, we might have to do an online thing or something. Mm. But anyway, guys, thanks for listening in. Guys, thanks for joining me. Been very, Good. very um, well. It's been fun. Yeah, we've had fun. Thanks for having us. Fun. Yep, I've had fun. Hope the sure. others have had fun. Hope the listeners have had fun, and I hope you've been enlightened. More to come, way more to come. There's so much buzzing around in my heart and I'm looking forward to just having great conversations with everybody about where I believe God's got us and um, where you fit in this new thing called the kingdom of God, Acts 2. Acts 2. Acts 2. Acts 2. Actually, that was one of the names. We were going to call the podcast Acts Acts 2. Bless you. Acts 2. A bit of a COVID joke, but anyway. Try explaining that six years down the track. Exactly right. So why did you call your podcast Act You Bless You? Well, Uh, do you remember COVID? COVID. Yeah, it was. I think so. Exactly. (laughs) It's going to be one of those. Absolutely. It'll be one of those moments every time. So we're not going to do that name. Plus the uh, the reaction to the to the girls in the office when we gave them that name wasn't that plus incredibly positive. The other one. The other one, it was totally accidental. <laughs> I didn't even know what that meant. Okay. But anyway, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was yeah. funny. Hey, bless you guys. We will again talk to you soon. I guess that we need to come up with like a like a sign-off. Uh, Stay classy, we'll Vineyard. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Anchorman's a classic. Something that won't have copyright. All right, we're tuning out. See you later, guys. I'll probably do an outro and we can, yeah. See ya. Do the outro next time. Thanks for making it to the end, guys. I hope that was enjoyable for you as it was for us chatting. We will catch up with you next time. Enjoy the rest of whatever it is you're about to do. God bless you.